The human in the picture is Nicolas Malafecas. He was born and then growing up in Greece, and he's currently finishing his degree in psychology, though not in Greece, but in California. As a teenager, he left his beautiful hometown, Kalamata, to pursue a professional basketball career in Athens. In the age of 20, he decided to continue his life in Germany. Among many other very formative experiences, he met someone that would change his life. And that someone would become his future wife. And that someone is Camille, another amazing human being. She's from California, so as they got married, Nico started all over again, but this time in America. At that point, he was 24. Now, he's 29. As you can imagine, a lot has happened in between. We talked about his path, life lessons, purpose, ethics, and universal morals, the good aspects of this global pandemic, and finally, if Nico could go back 10 years in time to spend one minute with himself, What advice would he choose to offer? If you want to know more about his story and hear what he has learned over the years and possibly take away something useful for yourself, then feel free to keep listening. To me, he's a big brother and someone I look up to. Thank you, Nico, for being part of this project. And thank you, whoever you are, for listening. Keep it exactly right there. Don't move right there. <laughs> Don't move. Not even a little bit. Okay. We got it. Perfect. Perfect. Nicolas Malafecas. That's it. That's it. That is Another the name. Greek version was born. <laughs> that, that is the name you have been given, right? That is right. That is right. Okay, let's uh, jump back in. We uh, give it a second try. We just tried and the, the, the audio didn't work, but now it seems to work. So we are ready to roll. Ready to roll. And I have the same question for you to start off here. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the million dollar question, right? That is the million dollar question. Uh, many people have tried to answer it in the past about themselves, but everybody came up with a different answer. Okay, let's let's start. Uh, easy let's start easy. Easy. Um, the just the describing details about yourself, like name, where you're from, right? That kind of stuff. So, oh, the elevator talk, like we said earlier. That's the basic elevator talk. Um, my name is Nicolas, Nikos, Nick. I've heard everything. Um, I was born and raised in Greece. At the age of 20, Greece was not big enough for me. So I moved to Germany where I met you and a lot of other interesting people. And it was a great experience. And then I decided after four years there that I wanted a new experience and I moved to Southern California in Los Angeles and I have been here since it's now my fifth year almost it's it's a never-ending experience never-ending journey 
never ending journey <laughs> yeah you came to germany um without speaking any german right no german not even one word with 20 <laughs> yes that's 20 years old moved to germany couldn't speak the language but it it was a fun country it's a beautiful country people there are amazing in my opinion and Uh, I felt welcome, welcomed immediately, and like nine months later, I could speak the language, so that made things a little bit easier for me. But uh, I couldn't really say that things were hard in terms of like integrating in the society. People were very nice, opened their arms for me, and it was a very fun, nice experience. Absolutely. And what made you move? to Germany? I mean, you being 20 years old, what did you do at that time? So uh, my background is, is kind of funny, I guess. Um, I was playing basketball in Greece and uh, then I had the opportunity to play basketball in Germany. And I'm just a person who likes to travel, who likes to have new experiences. And this at the moment seemed like fun me and I'm really happy I made that choice but that was the very first like idea was okay I have this opportunity to play basketball there maybe I will join the university and that's how it all started just an idea but we talk just an idea that that's how everything starts um, <laughs> but we're talking about um, professional basketball don't we right Right. So I it's not just like a, your, it wasn't just your hobby. It was kind of your occupation in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, make money out of my hobby. It was still my hobby. You know, no matter the level you play, in my opinion, when you're doing sports, it, at the end of the day, it's what, what gives you pleasure. It's a hobby. If you can make money out of it, then it's even better. And then in your like teenage um, age, did you play professionally in, in Greece? Yes, I started at the age of 17. That's when I signed my first contract. And um, very unique experiences. Not, I was very lucky. Not everybody gets to have these experiences. But um, yeah, I was fortunate enough. I signed my first contract, moved to Athens, met a lot of people and traveled around Greece in the beginning and then continued in Europe. Because I remember we were on a car drive, you and me. I don't know where we came from or where we were going, but you maybe it was even the time that we went to, to Greece together uh, two years ago. Wait, is it always... Already two years? It is. It, I don't, almost. Almost. <laughs> um, but at some point you told me the story of, of when you um, started playing professionally and you went to Athens and a lot of crazy stuff happened from, from then on. And um, so just just for like the the ground understanding of, of, of who you are, because I, to me, you, you went through like so many different um things that you did and that kind of like shaped who you are now and i mean now um 
being 28 or 29? 29 at the moment. 29 at the moment. Um, it's a lot of stuff that happened. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. Yeah. So from, from being a professional basketball player, uh, what was the next thing that happened? You came to Germany to play professionally and you did that. Um, what, what else did you do? You did some part-time part jobs in Germany as well? Yes, uh, actually, I did get a part-time job so I can kind of support better myself. Only 10 hours a week, maybe 15 sometimes. And it was also mostly so I can meet new people. Mm. And just another experience to add in the bag. So I started working there and um, I made the decision to join the university. University of Leibniz in Hanover, where I studied um, physical education and math. Very, <laughs> really? very interesting combination, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was playing basketball, going to school. I just decided at some point that um, no matter how much I love basketball, unfortunately with sports, there is, there is a date that you have to stop whether this is going to be at the age of 25 or 35, there is an end date. You can't be doing this forever. And I started thinking about the next day after that. And with that in mind, I joined school and I'm really glad I did that. But you, you did two jobs at the same time, no? Like working in the bar and being the um, manager at Hollister? It was and and playing basketball and doing university. Yeah, that was mostly towards the end. Um, so for for our listeners who don't know, um, I am married already for the past four years. I have a wife, which I love more than anything. And uh, before our wedding, I decided to get a second job, like you mentioned, so I can save some money for the wedding itself because weddings are not cheap i can tell you that right now <laughs> especially so, not if you marry in a in the stream uh, place dream beach in greece that's right we had to fly everyone from the united states to greece because my wife is american so her family uh, had to fly from los angeles to greece and we had to take care of that so, yeah, I started working as a bartender. Yeah, I don't know if many people are familiar with this place, but it's called Zaza. <laughs> if anyone from Hanover is listening, you probably have been there before and I probably served you drinks. Yeah, if you've been there, you were probably fucked up too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was very well known for making really good drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you... We're just talking about your wife, Camille, which um, I, by the way, love very much too. She's a, she's a, she's great. Um, and where did you meet her? I met her at the university in Hanover, actually. I, But you said I, that she's from America. That's right. Yeah. So how did I meet her there? That's a very good question. She was doing her master's in Hanover while I was playing basketball there and doing my bachelor's. And it was kind of like a movie. 
you know, it wasn't <laughs> Tinder or any other app that most of the people use today. I just saw her at the cafeteria and um, I talked to her and we ended up, you know, started dating and we did a lot of things together and we decided to get married because we felt like we were meant to be together for the rest of our lives and we are still here still going so that was a good decision you are you are and um so when she did her masters or part of her masters in 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 hanover at some point she had to leave and went back to california right and you were still in hanover so when did that when did you make that decision of leaving germany behind and moving to america well you know some of the best decisions are being made when you're drunk i guess <laughs> and that was a decision that i made when i was drunk so it was a good decision but i remember as if it was yesterday uh, we were actually in amsterdam in a very nice little bar and we we're having beers and having fun and but you know she's american i'm european citizen so the problem of what are we going to do i'm not allowed to stay in europe and you're not allowed to be in the united states started coming up so while we were drunk, we we're like let's get married solve all the problems at once and i really want to be with you for the rest of my life so why not just get married now so that's how the idea came up. And um, Camille, like you said, my wife had to go through a very difficult situation with her stepfather. He unfortunately passed away from brain tumor. So she had to go back to be with him. And then eventually I came to the United States as well later. But that was how the journey our journey started in a small bar in Amsterdam and it's 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 ironic because the small bar in Amsterdam you probably sit with her together there um in not not a point in in the future not so far away but let's get to that later um Okay, back back to the story. So when you decided to move to America, did you just quit with basketball, with your university, with your job over here, you left everything behind and started a new life in America? 100%. You couldn't have said it better, actually. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I actually left Crazy everything though. behind. It is. It is. And you know, sometimes you make a crazy decision and it turns out that it was the worst decision of your life and then your life just goes down the hill. And then sometimes you make a decision and everything goes well and you're happy. But at the end of the day, it's keeping a growth mindset, keeping a mindset that no matter where you go or what you're going to do, you're going to make it at the end of the day. It's all up to us. Um, and maybe this decision to some people seemed like crazy or stupid or anything, but I'm keeping a growth mindset and I made it happen with the help of many people, of course. 
but at the end of the day we we make our own future mm. is it hard for you to leave everything behind i mean you did that when you left greece and came to germany and you did that again when you left germany to move to the united states is that hard for you and how how do you deal with that um that's a great question is it hard it depends how you define hard of course leaving family leaving friends and you know looking in the past it's it's hard to just quit everything and go and do something uncertain and you know start from zero technically but uh, on the other hand it's exciting and in my opinion it depends what you want to focus on do you want to focus on how hard it is and how like difficult it's going to be without your family and friends or the the comfort zone are you going to leave your comfort zone everybody uh, has a has a problem with that in the beginning you know we we'll, as humans we do like our comfort zone we do like to have something settled like a house or a job this is our basic needs but um, for me it's also exciting and this is where you grow when you leave your comfort zone and you're trying to do something that it seems hard or it seems even impossible sometimes and that's where you build your confidence, where you build your personality. And that's how, what I focused on. I didn't focus on the past and what I'm leaving behind. I focused more on, on the present, what is best right now, or what I think is best right now, and on the future, what I'm going to make out of it. Wow, yeah. And what did you make out of it? I mean, coming to the States, um, at that age, you were like 24, 25? I was 24, almost 25. That's uh, exactly that my age right now. I mean, it's... <laughs> Maybe you should move to the US too. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not in this, at this very point in human history. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, it's the best place to be at the moment unless you like um, jumping into government buildings and... <laughs> taking down flags, but I would recommend it to someone at the moment. Yeah. Um, and what did you, what did you, what did you do then? You, you came to America. What was your uh, next approach? So going back to, to my previous in a way answer about comfort zone, um, Germany is an amazing country and, It's very convenient to live there. Everything is in right in place. You can make things happen relatively easy. And uh, I had an amazing life in Germany. I'm not going to lie. My life was amazing. And I had to leave that. And I came to the United States where for the first nine months, I wasn't allowed to drive. I wasn't allowed to go to school. I was technically not even allowed that I lived there. Very strict rules. I moved to the United States in a very unique time and place when, um, uh, when President Trump got elected. So the rules for immigration were very strict after that. So for the first nine months, I was technically a ghost. 
I wasn't allowed to do much. And it was a very difficult time, mentally and physically. Um, but after that, everything, again, if you keep a, an open mind and you focus more on the good things in life, at the end of the day, you, you will find a solution. And what did that solution look like? So after, after the first nine months and when I got my green card, um, I was finally able to get a job. And I got a job in a very big company. Uh, I don't know if many people are familiar with it. If we have listeners in the United States, they for sure are. Uh, it's called Nordstrom. And it's a huge uh, retail place. It has everything you can imagine. And this is where I met one of like the coolest people on earth. And Matt. Exactly. Oh, you already yeah. know. You already oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. And um, great friendship. Met a lot of people, and I started like, you know, being confident and comfortable again. And then I, I started. I technically continued my studies from Germany. Um, I joined the university in Southern California, uh, where I am almost graduating, actually. So that's how my story developed. Can you say, though, that you continued when you started with uh, sport and mathematics and <laughs> now you study <laughs> psychology and philosophy? <laughs> um Yes, uh, well, it, you know, it depends how far back you go. Everything is connected at the end of the day, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I started with, with sports and mathematics and I ended up graduating with psychology. But this is, this is the beauty in life. Like along the way, you, you find something that you like most at I love psychology and I didn't even know about that. But after I took some uh, sport and performance psychology classes, I was like, oh, actually, that's really psychology itself is really interesting. So I ended up studying psychology here. I am graduating from uh, University of California, Irvine, this June, which is uh, in the top 25 public universities in the United States. So I'm really happy about that. And I'm really, really excited about what the future has to bring in regards to my uh, subject, what I'm studying, which is psychology. Which you inspired me with that as well, because, um, and maybe for wh whoever, if anyone listens to this, just as an information, um, I used to live with Nico and his wife Camille back in 2019 and living with them by living with them I mean they took me in uh, when I didn't know where to go I was in California you remember I was in California Absolutely. with Phil and we we were planning to stay for three weeks And we had our flight back. We stayed the night at your place. And then I decided to not take that flight. And my plan was, 
working in a hostel in Hollywood and just, uh, you know, being able to stay, to get a bed there and just work there. And that didn't quite work out. But you and Camille, you took me in and I ended up staying with you for over two months. And um, at that point, thank you again. I can't thank you enough. It was, it was an amazing time. It was one of the, it's a chapter in my life that I, it's one of the, my favorite chapters so far, to be very honest. It's, uh, I'm glad that I was part of it and you were a big part you can of it. Trust me. That was one of our favorite chapters and that was a great time. Uh, the soccer Wednesdays, the soccer game Wednesdays. Of- Game of Thrones Sundays <laughs> and Bodega. You know, absolutely like Bodega is yeah. for the people who don't know is a bar that we would probably go there maybe three times a week. And some some sad news in this whole pandemic thing. Unfortunately, you probably don't know about it, but Bodega closed. No. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. No, man, I, I saw us going there with Matt in like five years from now, just sitting there and, and talking about the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we live in a very unique situation at the moment. And, you know, some things changed in a way that no one expected. And some drastic things had to happen. And that's one of them, which is very unfortunate, but. Uh, you never know how this is going to be at the sure. end of the day. Well, I, I told that story because I wanted to get to a point where I saw you um, because during that time you were already studying and, and you were already um, studying psychology. And when you did homework or when did you when you did just worked on some papers or whatever, uh, discussed cases of, of different things, it... it, it really got me hooked because um yeah it's, it's it's just interesting the way that the human psyche works and the way that our thoughts and emotions are working in in in, in a way um would you say that studying that helped you or helps you to understand yourself better 100 that's uh <clears throat> Maybe even one of the reasons why I got hooked uh, in that, that it helped me um, with myself a lot. Like you understand your thoughts better. You're able to put your thoughts together in a more proper manner. And um, even if you can help uh, someone around you, uh, even 1%, that, that makes a difference at the end of the day. And it all starts from within. And psychology absolutely helped me in understanding myself better and understanding where I want to be mentally and what I want to do. And by reading, by writing, by having conversations, this all leads to to a better developing of yourself. Do you already have specific goals when it comes to psychology with what you want to do with that? Um, it depends what we say specific. Um, I am 
in a way settled what I want to do, but um, I'm always open-minded if I find something more exciting, more interesting to, to follow that path. So what I actually want to do is uh, I'm actually studying developmental psychology. And for the people who are not familiar, this is mostly uh, focusing on, on kids, like um, teenagers, adolescents, and so on. But it's for the entire lifespan, actually. It's just focusing more on these ages. And it, it studies, examines how our brain, how our personalities, even our bodies themselves, like physically develop. How do they change through time? And what can we do to, to get the best out of it for, for ourselves and for the society? And unfortunately, there is a lot of kids that, that live in, in not the best conditions and they need all the help they can get. And if I can help, like I said earlier, even one kid overcome some problems or some, some ideas, that, that makes a difference. And that is one of your goals in life to make a difference in a way. Yes, uh, uh, totally. Um, it's not to me, and that's why I chose this, um, this subject, this field. Uh, at the end of the day, it's not about money. It's not about you know materials. It's about feeling good with yourself and helping others. And that's how I feel. Some other person might find happiness through a new car or through a vacation. I find happiness through, through helping someone and through developing an, an idea for myself. In that, in that context, I, I do have another question. Why do you think is it important to have a purpose in life? How can one find it? Or is it something that finds you? Like, if you think about purpose, why do you right. think is it important? And is it something you find or that actually finds you? Um, I think it goes both ways. You can't really say that... Um you find the purpose or the purpose finds you. It's not one way. It kind of goes both, both directions. So to answer the first part of your question, um, I think it's very important. And um, depending on how you look at things, everything and everyone has a purpose. And whether you want to look at it in a biological perspective and um, how we are going through life, um, is it reproducing our purpose? In a way, it is. And there is some, some creatures, some animals, that, that's their main focus, just reproduce and then they just die. And for everybody has a purpose. And whether it's a bigger picture or smaller, it's very important to have it. And we biologically have it in our genes. We do have a purpose. Whether this is um, primary purposes, like 
eating food and drinking water. This is the purpose of keep living. And or whether it's a bigger purpose of helping the society, helping your friends, uh, creating some an idea, creating um, something that it's going to make the world better or worse sometimes. Um, it is very important. And I think everybody should and does have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a purpose just by by being a human being. But is it um, how can one find or not or not find but define one's purpose? Do you think it's helpful to formulate it out to think about it as in like, hmm, what am I even here for? Um, yeah, this this goes uh, back to to the Mislow needs the pyramid and. Again, because some people might not be familiar, we start from like trying to, our purpose is to have the basic needs fulfilled, like having food, having water, fulfill our sexual needs. And then comes uh, having stability, having a job, having enough money. And it goes all the way up to like giving back to the society. So it, it, Everybody has a purpose. It depends how much ahead you want to look and how much uh, you want to develop yourself. If you want to achieve the highest uh, seam of the pyramid or if you're happy with just having the being at the lowest level and just fulfilling your basic needs. But um, it's, uh, it's fair to say, in my opinion, that... Um, the most successful people had a higher purpose. They didn't just stop at the first level, just fulfilling their, their basic needs. And if you want to be successful, in my opinion, again, you have to have a higher purpose. You have to have a goal. It doesn't have to be very specific in terms of that's what I want to do. And if I don't do that, everything is a disaster. But you have to have a greater idea of where you want to be or what you want to do. And can you give me a different definition of success? <laughs> I think if I could actually give you the specific definition, um, I would be considered one of the smartest people in the world. <laughs> 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 But um, why do I say that? Success. Uh, success is subjective. Uh, to you, success is buying a house in South France. And to me, success is might be going to Kenya and building a hospital. And to Cristiano Ronaldo, success is winning the Champions League. And to a doctor, success is removing a tumor successfully. So it's subjective. At the end of the day, the simplest definition would be, does it give you the fulfilling, um, the fulfillment feeling inside you? Do you feel good with it? And do you hurt anybody in the process? If not, then you should consider that successful. Yeah, I like that. 
Okay. Let's move on. I I do have a little bit more for you here. <laughs> more you have, the more I like it. I'm 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 just glad that you um that you are doing this with me here. I'm I'm glad to have you in my life, generally speaking, because you're like a big brother to me, you're a big inspiration, and you're not just a huge person, you also have a huge heart. And <laughs> thank you. And that brings me uh, to my to my next question you being very giving and camille as well um both of you are very giving but you being very giving what characteristics do you value in others like per, like personal uh, is it is it the right word characteristics or like the personal yeah, you like features yeah i, I yeah. totally know what what you mean um to me personally um, I am a person that focuses a lot on morals and ethics. And we had uh, together some classes about uh, morals. Philosophy. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I went with you to, to college. <laughs> uh, with this great professor. Yeah. And um, amazing guy. But um, that's all that I personally value. If you have morals if you have ethics and in philosophy uh, there is opinions that this doesn't exist what might be morally correct for someone might be immoral for someone else but the other part of philosophy supports the universal morals and that's what I believe I believe there is some things that are universal and you know, helping others. That's, I don't think there is a society in this world that thinks that by helping someone, you're doing something unethical or morally wrong. And that's what I uh, look in someone when I want to spend time with them, when I want to share um, experiences, when I want to share my love. Um, if they are morally in the right place if they have like good intentions it doesn't matter someone can have good intentions with no money nothing and this person can still be very giving and very um, very helpful and some other person might have everything and not what to share which doesn't make it morally wrong it's just what I consider important. And that all comes down to uh, being a good person, like not trying to make fun of someone or take advantage of someone or, um, you know, take advantage of a situation. And that's all it comes down to. I agree. And I think that's something obviously there's different ideas about what good means what bad means and and what morals are the right ones of course you can you can have a whole debate about that but at the end of the day you can tell by someone's actions if they are actually a good person if you see someone um for no reason uh, I don't know, pushing, pushing someone in front of the bus. 
just just to just to just for amusement um then i think we can agree it's not a good person and if you see someone running to that bus just to keep the door open because there's another person approaching the bus and you see that person doesn't make it you don't even want to take the bus you just want to run to the bus to keep the door open then we could i think we would agree that's something good to do and i think there are situations in which you can tell if someone does something good or bad if someone does something from good intention with a good heart only to 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 maybe to help or just to be there or just to just to do something good for god's right. sake you know um yeah i totally agree like you said and this Uh, comes down to the universal morals like you said um, maybe not everyone because that could be a debate that you could have for days or even years maybe not everyone would agree that if you push someone in front of the bus this is wrong <laughs> there is people that will support the opposite and then they will go deep down to oh what if this person was a rapist and see this good person threw him in front of the bus So see, he saved the society. Yeah, we can go back and make all assumptions and, you know, it's a never-ending loop that you go back and make these theories. But most of the people would agree that when you run to the bus to keep the door open for, your, for a person that you have never seen before, that this is a good action. And when you're at the store and you have a lot of items that you want to buy and the person behind you only has one water and the, I don't know, a sandwich. And then you're like, oh, you can go in front of me. You know, this is a good action. And maybe some people would disagree, but I think most of the people would agree that this is a nice gesture. And this is the universal moral. And that's what I'm looking for. Because a person who is going to to let someone go in front of them at the store or a person who is going to run to the bus to keep the door open is genuinely good person. So whenever you want something more important or something that it's um, more like, like valuable in your life, they will still do the right thing. And that's a very good determinator for uh, who to let in your life and, and who you let in your life makes all the difference. Don't you agree? The, the, the people that you let in your life not only shape you, but also shape your morals and, and your behavior. And, and because if you surround yourself um, with people, let's say I'm, I'm spending all my days with rapists, then I think the, the possibility would increase that I become one myself. And if I spend all my days with people that just feel like sharing and, and, and I don't know, just stand for something good, then that increases the possibility that I do that too, no? Yeah, totally. And uh, it's the environment affecting us and how we affect the environment. And... Um... This is all connected, it comes down to purpose, it comes down to happiness. And for most of the people, uh, I think we could all agree one of, one of the purposes 
or if for some people the main purpose is to be happy. And by happy, I don't mean uh, watching a funny movie and you're laughing and you're happy. I mean like being happy inside, having achieved happiness. And um, according to one of the longest studies uh, that ever took place, and it's still ongoing uh, from Harvard University, the most important thing um, that, that helps happiness is relationships. And um, that's, that's what makes us. And if you have nice relationships and if you have relationships with people that you consider good people, then, then you will probably achieve happiness, which is a purpose. Beautiful. If you were able to go back in time to your 18-year-old self that lives in Greece, didn't speak any German. Did you speak English? I did speak English, yes. Okay. Didn't speak any German, didn't know that you were going to Germany, meeting your wife from America there, moving to America, and just going through a lot of stuff. Going back in time, being able to tell your 18-year-old self one sentence, what would that, that sentence be? Just out of the <laughs> Out of the moment, um, you'd be that I would if I could like say if I could go back in time and let's say I had one minute, yeah. like you'll go back for one minute. Yeah. What What are you going to do in this one minute? Um, I would do one thing. I would tell my father to uh, be careful with his health and not be afraid to go to the doctor and if if someone wonders why i'm saying that is because um i lost my dad when i was 20 years old he passed away from from cancer and the reason why i'm saying like go to the doctor is because he decided to go to the doctor at the point that he already had cancer for two years so it was inevitable at this point And the doctor told me if he came six months ago, he would probably overcome it. So imagine if he went a year before that or a year and a half. So he passed when I was 20. So if I was 18 and I could go back, I wouldn't tell him exactly what's going to happen because this might affect the whole future. But I would like, hey, don't be afraid to go to the doctor. Go do like a blood test or, you know, something general. And that's something I took out of it to um, it's not bad to do just a checkup regularly. It can't hurt nobody. And at the end of the day, some people I've learned in psychology, some people uh, want to be in, in denial or they don't want to know. Or if there is something wrong with me, I would rather not know. That's That's not the way to look at it because if you know, you might be able to do something about it. Yeah, that is, that is true. And I mean, it's not possible to go back in time and that's something we are aware about too. Um, but I think that's the beauty of life because it's good that we can go back in time. Because some 
people would use it for for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Let's okay. be honest, how many people would go back in time and tell themselves, hey, these are the lottery numbers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting we're getting to an end here, but not yet, not yet. Do I have two more questions? First I'm one is already <laughs> you always jumping back into the unknown, leaving uh, what you call the comfort zone. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's common knowledge. I, I, I guess at this point, um, comfort zone, uh, people seem to be talking about that, but, uh, I think there's a lot behind it. Uh, comfort zone, so you leaving your comfort zone again and again and again and and you coming from this beautiful small town in Greece called Kalamata um, moving to Germany moving to America um, wanting to become a professional basketball player and Starting one subject in university, ending up make, having your making your um, degree in in a, in a different subject, and meeting your wife along the way, and everything else. Do you can you recall um, a realization, something that you understood at some point that always keeps coming back, like like a realization that is still valid but that you had all along right um again everything is connected and this will kind of answer an earlier question about whether we find purpose or purpose finds us that it it goes both ways and along the way um you understand some things There is always a common ground. There is always the bigger picture. And then there's the human in the picture. But there is a bigger picture of like an idea you have about your life. And then you, this is your basis. And then like small things, small details add to that and then lead you and you lead the way at the same time. So I can't say that there is one thing that always keeps coming back, uh, but there is the one purpose, which is happiness and relationships for me. And happiness for me, again, comes through relationships. And by having this in mind, then I have made all these decisions. That these decisions have also like, reflected back to me have achieving this purpose. So it's, it's, I couldn't say like, oh, okay, it's this moment or it's this one idea specifically that keeps me going. It's this bigger picture of, of building relationships, achieving happiness in any way I can. And this builds up in a different way. And, depending on the feedback I have from the society and the feedback I give to the society, it has brought me to where I am today. 
and where you are today in this very moment is California. Um, but not 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 uh, in South Pasadena anymore, right? I'm not in South Pasadena anymore. Uh, Los Angeles was getting a little bit too crazy for me. Uh, I moved to Huntington Beach. I'm closer to the beach, a little bit more surfer vibes here, uh, which is good and bad at the same time. Um, but uh, slowly this is coming to an end too. I am already planning my next chapter in life, my next step, which it might change. But again, you need to have like some small idea of what you want to do. And then you just have to be flexible. And that small idea might bring you and Camille back to that bar in Amsterdam. Um, yeah, we, we, are, we are coming in a full circle here. Uh, the, the next step, um, my next plans is, is to move to Amsterdam this summer. And I am very, very happy and excited about it because um, I will be closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> We will be able to see each other more often and, and closer to my family and a lot of friends that I've made through the years in Europe. Um, of course, it's, it's hard to leave what I've built here in the past four and a half years, the relationships, the, you know, everything. But I'm focusing on the excitement of the new that is about to come. And as long as we're trying to focus on that side, Uh, we, we will figure it out at the end. Yeah, we will. What is something else popped up? What do you like talking about this situation that we're in this global pandemic? Um, I mean, I myself today had a day where I felt a bit down. Um, you know, there's different days. Um, overall, I would say after not, not, A full year but almost a year of being in this global pandemic um, we all went through different phases and and through different yeah just realizations what good comes out of this for humanity what do you think what out of this global pandemic of the world going on lockdown and and everything going on um Well, first of all, I think um, maybe come back to what you said that you felt a little bit down today. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that. And this is the first step to, to something bigger, which is accepting your feelings and accepting that you are sad. There is nothing wrong with being sad. And that's the beauty in life, that when you're sad, you can um, understand when you're happy because if you're always happy then it, it's nothing special anymore so accept this feeling go with it, go with the flow ride the wave there's nothing wrong with being down, being sad being anything, as long as you accept it if you're trying to fight it then you might start having problems 
but um, like generally for the world, um, I think I think as humans we proved ourselves um, to be more worthy than than some people thought before. And what do I mean about that? When the pandemic started, uh, we didn't know what this is. Very unknown. We didn't know how it's going to turn out to be. And luckily, it turned out to be not as deadly. Uh, but it could have been that one out of four people would die. Or you know, even one out of 10. That would be a huge number. And we didn't know that at the beginning. But we still proved, in my opinion again, that we worked together and instead of working against each other. Of course, people ran to the stores, bought all the toilet paper that I still don't understand why. Maybe I should do a research on that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's strongly related to psychology and uh, it would be a great answer to have. But yeah, um, we saw that we actually worked together. Although in the beginning, we kind of like reacted in a selfish way. Oh, I want to buy food for my family. People believe that there will be shootings, there will be riots, there will be, uh, you know, all these bad things happening. And it didn't. This didn't happen. And not only didn't happen, in the middle of the pandemic, we saw people coming together to fight for human rights. We had this one of the biggest um, things in America this summer was the Black Lives Matters movement. People of all colors, ages, and they came together to fight for these basic human rights in the middle of a pandemic. So I think we proved ourselves, you know, less selfish than some some scientists might think we are. And I think that's a good thing that came out of it. We, we work together, we're still going, and as we're still going, then we must be doing something right. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting situation. And it's, I'm also very glad that we are doing this right now in this moment, being still in the middle of it, because we'll be looking back on this um, Maybe one day listen to this conversation and then we'll know better. We'll be in at some well, if if that point in future is there for us to discover. Um, but if it is, we'll look back on this and and know better. And I think that's always the I you said it too in this conversation. That's the beauty, not knowing. Not knowing yes. is the beauty because that keeps life interesting and exactly. And it's imagine if you knew everything. Imagine if you knew everything. Imagine if you knew every step that is going to come. How boring would that be? Yeah, it's like watching a movie that you know the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we arrive. We arrive at the final. At the final. Final question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic. We uh, we talked about you the picture uh the pathway you've took so far the human 
is to be found within the lines, in the words, in what you say. And I mean, it can obviously cannot be found in an hour of conversation, but I can definitely say from the bottom of my heart that you are, I am, I really look up to you and I can't say it often enough. You have a big, big heart, man. And thank you. So thank you. I really appreciate your words coming from you means, means a lot. Well, thank you. Um, okay. That's the picture. That's the human. Who's the human in the picture? Uh, well, it's still the million dollar question, right? <laughs> um, um, I guess the human in the picture, it's, it's a different human for you. It's a different human for my wife. It's a different human for my mom. It's a different human for my boss of my work. Um, there is not one uh, answer, one word, one sentence that can define it. And at the end of the day, a picture is a picture and the people who actually look at it is what, what they see. And you might see a picture and see something different that I'm seeing. And the human in the picture is what, what people see and how people would describe me. And if, because like we said, it goes both ways. If this was to reflect back, like how I see it, uh, it would be as selfless, uh, very giving individual. I love you, man. That's... <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> and uh, it was great time with with you in South California, and great time this one hour of talking with you. And I'm just looking forward to much more to come. Oh, much more to come. We've been to. We've been to Kalamata, to Las Vegas, to whatnot. And uh, yeah, you never know. It's an ongoing path. But what I do know is uh, that you'll be in my life for as long as I'm here. And um, I, that's something I agree on us. 100%. Yeah. And this is a choice we have made. And I'm really happy with my choice. <laughs> I'm happy with that <laughs> choice too. All right, the human in the picture is Nicolas Malafecas. Oh, no, you say it, you say it, you say it better. Nicolas Malafecas. Malafecas. <laughs> maybe, maybe a few words in Greek just to smooth it up. Maybe like a good um, pie or some shit like that. Efromes, Eolus, Padataka, Literak, stay positive. That was fun, dude. That was fun. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and I mean, obviously, I, I know I know uh, a lot about you, but st still, I, I get to know you a bit better as well. And yeah, totally. Yeah.